Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for the final time this spring, sad times. Welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents, the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, and as always, joined by Nick Highland. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, last one to wrap up. Last couple ones for a couple of weeks off, so yeah. Yes, of course, the spring comes to an end, and so does the first season of the Quaddy Potty. But uh, don't worry. Definitely going to be back in autumn. Also going to be doing some footy content next winter. And maybe uh, a little bit throughout the off-seasons in the summer. Who knows? We'll definitely be uh, working hard to bring the best content possible to listeners. But uh, talking about that, been one year to the uh, to the week, Nick. Tomorrow, Friday, is our, officially our one-year anniversary, but... The, uh, the Mock Sports was founded last year going into the uh, the Gong meet. So it's been a year. So how do you feel about that? One whole year with some nice memories you've had? It's been all right. Um, obviously tipped a few winners on the way, so not too bad. And um, started off as a bit of a bit of a piss take, to be honest. And then, yeah, we started to get a couple hundred viewers each week. So <laughs> kind yeah. of took off out of nowhere and... Started off as a piss take, and now we're starting to get a couple more people listening to it. So gotta gotta start switch on. Hundred percent. I remember when it was just us in a group chat. All the boys telling, like, "Oh, boys, start a podcast. How fun it would be if you're on Spotify." Like it was just literally just the whole thing was just to get us on Spotify and be able to look us up and hear our voices come out on a major fucking streaming app. And now, like you said, like we've gone from like. 10 of our mates listening to some weeks we get upwards of over 200. So very, very happy to have come so far. And I'm sure there are bigger and brighter things in our future as well. We just continue to grow. Like we said, big, uh, big year that's just been, but I'm sure there's going to be an even bigger year in, uh, in the next. So can't wait to get into that. But um, quick recap as well of the, uh, the spring that has been. Boy, it's been a good one. Nick, I just want to get what do you reckon the best moment of the uh, the Spring Racing Carnival was? Oh, it's a tough one. I think incentivize, obviously, I reckon in my opinion, was the horse of the of the Spring Carnival. Um, just came out and out of nowhere, really. A horse that no one really saw much of and then just came and absolutely dominated up until the even a second place in the Melbourne Cup, still impressive. So, yeah. I think it was probably the highlight of my spring, just um, watching that horse just absolutely perform. Yeah, I, 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 I would uh, give that a good shout for best horse incentivized. It's hard to go past. But um, best moment for me, I reckon, would probably have to be when, um, just probably a little bit of bias because we were there at the track, but when when Art Cadeau crossed the finish in the Kosciuszko, just the elation of the crowd, and then coupling that with when Nature Strip crossed the finish in first place, nothing and the crowd that. just erupting. Mate, it was just nuts. And both Tommy Berry and J Mac, just the elation on their faces. Like, and when they ran up to us in the crowd, hands up, celebrating with us, you know, 
what is it? Sweet Caroline comes over the speakers. That is just the absolute peach moment of the spring for me. Nothing tops it. 100%. That, that nature strip moment was second to none, to be honest. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, and that's coming from me, the biggest, very elegant fan in the world, when uh, she crossed the line and cemented her legend status. Like, that was amazing, but I just, I just don't think anything can top that nature strip victory. And I mean, I've probably biased because, of course, we were there at the track and we got to experience the atmosphere ourselves. But yeah, just nature strip, third time lucky. J-Mac was just so emotional, the fact that he'd finally gotten there. Yeah, it was just absolutely brilliant. And that leads me into my horse of the spring, also raced on that day. Surprisingly, it's not an Asia strip, it's not an Eduardo, but Think It Over, I think, has been the horse of the spring. After that little hiccup, first up, where it um, had that late jockey change like an hour before when uh, its original jockey, Avdallah, went down injured, of course, in a horror fall. Apart from that, it has just been a winning machine. You'd love to own it. It's made money non-stop. It just looks unstoppable at the moment. I cannot wait for its uh, autumn because I reckon it'll be back to mixing it up with the likes of Very Elegant. Of course, Spanish Mission is now an Australian horse. Uh, Incentivize might be coming to Sydney for some autumn races. It's going to be a really, really big autumn, and just to see that horse go up against the best again without that hiccup of the late jockey change could be really, really exciting. Um, on the other side of the coin... What do you reckon's been the biggest flop of the spring? Biggest letdown horse of the spring? It's probably a tough one. Um, can't really think, to be honest. Uh, there's not, there's not really one that really stands out for me. Who have you got? Well, I'll go first. Uh, she's your black booker. September run. Gee, hasn't she gone back? Oh no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I've just tried to completely block her out. I reckon that's. Yeah, from a Group One winning horse to a, um, I don't know, maybe not. I don't know if I won a Group One actually, but yeah, just a. Reading Group One's very strongly though. Placed in one, yeah. of those, I definitely know. Decent, decent horse. I came second in the Lightning Stakes last last year or even earlier this year against Nature Strip. Um, yeah, just seemed to went went backwards a little bit. Kind of, kind of picked it up a bit near the end of um, end of her prep. Looked a little bit better, but um. Still probably not the spot where she was expected to be. Um, rode her a couple of times, but yeah, just just didn't didn't satisfy in the end. Yeah, for sure. Like I think she came in with a lot, a lot of promise, and you know, just just came in and absolutely like shut the bed. To be honest, it just there were there were no excuses by the end. The first couple of runs you could forgive it, but by the end, it just. Seemed like a completely different horse from its um from its autumn and its previous season. So hopefully, you know, Chris Waller Tarch, he can turn any horse around. Hopefully she can return in the autumn much, much better. But um yeah, September run has to be the biggest flop of the spring for me, betting wise, because we were absolutely cleaning up off of her in the uh in the autumn. But um I'm out before we just head into the uh the final rundown of the season. Jamie Carr, just want to touch on the fact that she's better one in the Supreme Court. She's overturned, and she could be back to racing as soon as next week, maybe a little longer. VRC Racing, of course, still to determine her return date, but uh, it's looking like we'll be able to see her before the new year. What are your thoughts? 
Uh, it's, it doesn't really matter, to be honest, with good races ending. It's, it's, not, it's not real too much hype for me back to see her back, to be honest. I'd rather see her riding some good horses. It would have been good to see her in this spring carnival, to be honest, because um, a lot of things could have gone differently. Who knows what happened with Jamie Carr on board. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't really mean too much. The racing's going downhill pretty, pretty, um, pretty quickly from, from after the cup. Yeah, as is uh, tradition, as we get the transition period from uh, the highs of the spring to the uh, summer carnival. That's just uh, the oh, well, not even it's not even really a carnival. It's only a carnival over in Perth, Melbourne, and Sydney. Don't actually have summer carnivals. It's just sort of a break period for them, leading into the autumn. That's why you'll see many different cards getting metros like Kemble Grange this week, Newcastle last week. In Victoria, you know, there's been. Cranbourne, Ballarat, Pakenham's coming up, so the racing starts to get spread around. We don't uh, get to see as much of the uh, big boom horses. They actually, the only time you really see any really, really strong quality horses throughout the summer is in the Magic Millions Carnival that's coming up in January. So, uh, yeah, but like I said, I'm excited to see Jamie Carr back. The, if she's still got the, uh, the same talent, which I'm sure she does as she did last season, Always exciting to see what she can do, especially with a new crop of two-year-olds and three-year-olds coming in. Uh, going to be interesting to see what she does in the meantime and if she can play a little bit of catch-up in that uh, Victorian Premiership. But uh, not much else to discuss, Nick. Let's head into the Kembla Grange Rundown, which is the final rundown of the season. Nicholas, my friend, are you tired of the big bookies keeping you down? Yes, I am. Well, what if I told you there was an Aussie-owned bookie out there and they would keep your best interests at heart? You're kidding. There can't be. Well, with PlayUp, you can get access to some of the best quality customer service that I have ever seen from a bookie. Don't tell me there's a link in our Instagram bio to sign up with. Oh, you bet there is, Nico. Head to the show notes or in the link in our Instagram bio and you can sign up with PlayUp today and you can start getting access to not only amazing customer service, but also a wide range of incredible weekly promotions and offers. Tell them we sent you and they will look after you unlike the big bookies. All right, the uh, the New South Wales Spring Carnival finishes this Saturday at Kembla Grange, headlined, of course, by the gong. Uh, the weather is currently pretty dismal in and around the Wollongong area. Track is rated as a soft seven currently, but with the weather looking the way it is, probably going to be playing out anywhere from a soft six to a heavy eight throughout the day, so make sure your horses can run with some sting out of the ground. Plus, the rail is in the true position for the entire circuit, so I don't really see much leader versus back marker bias, but certainly going to be uh, hard if it is a bog to run from the back. But uh, who knows? We'll just have to see how the rain plays out on the day and make sure to monitor it throughout the day. Right, we move in. Race one. Tamperings try and go forward here from the right draw and try to get the rail. If, uh, if he can do so, he'll certainly be within a good chance. However, the rising trip to a distance he's never performed super well at has me worried. Combine that with a rising grade, and there's certainly some red flags. As such, I won't be on. Uh, Solar Apex is a good horse that we followed consistently throughout the prep, as well as Shibley. They're both going around here in this race. They're running very consistently and have chances at winning at each way odds. Um, however, I'm going to have to stick with Suppression. 
the uh, the favourite currently. One for me when I backed it a couple of weeks ago and looked real strong at Rose Hill. The only worry for me is he takes a 400 metre step back in distance, which uh, definitely could trouble him. But J-Mac comes back on board. He should get an absolute supreme steer from J-Mac. And so at $3.50, I'm happy to stay with him despite the drop back in trip. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you cut out there a little bit at the end. But um, yeah, suppression will be also my tip for the first at $3.40 is pretty pretty safe for me. It's um is another one that I was I, I like as well and have been tipping in at one last start, but um yeah, it's going to be it's going to be suppression that run last week was um or the week before was was pretty nice. Um heading into race 2 the 1600 Tab Highway of course. And obviously so say you is obviously running in this one after running in it every two weeks for the last six or seven weeks honestly. It's Never seems to get away from it. Um, I'm not going to tip it here only because I oh know you you will. So I'm going to go for something else a little bit different here. I'm going to go for Lord Desenimac. Desen- De- yeah, that one. Desenimu. Yeah, I've Desen-Mew. been on it a couple of times. I've jumped off. You're jumping on. Yeah, at $12 with Tommy Berry on board here. Um, yeah, I'm I'm liking it a bit more. Um, $12 seems to be a bit bit. Of, bit of a price um usually it's a bit shorter i think it was at five dollars fifty last week and then nine dollars the week before i think twelve dollars is probably a better suited price for it um has won at the distance before has come for uh second place four times and um looks pretty nice here so yeah that'll be my tip for the for the tab highway yeah you said it best i'm gonna i'm just gonna have to do it aren't i back on say say you She's the highway queen at this point, you know, just like you said, out of our 15 episodes, I reckon she's probably running the highway, just about half of them. Um, one last start and can get it done on a wet track, has placed multiple times at the track and looks an excellent each way bet for a horse that basically knows this grade inside and out by now. Uh, $8 to win, $2.80 to place. Hopefully she continues her strong raise in the highway. So, so, so you for me. We move on to race three, a thousand meters. Remlap's gem, satin ribbons, and Miss J Fox to roll forward and set a quick tempo for this one here. With the favourite Dragonstone to look to use his impressive turn of foot, then run over the top of them in the straight. Um, look, I'm going to be straight into it. I, I really like the way that Remlap's gem runs his races. Just seems to be never far away in the running, and I feel as though that that is going to be the case again here. Jockey Billy Cray might be an unfamiliar name to some, but he is a dead set country jockey that has combined with this horse many, many times and has won him four times. So to be able to ride him on a Saturday Metro card is not only big for the jockey, but big for the horse as well to be able to take his country jockey that knows him inside and out into this field. So at $4.60, I reckon I'll take him on at that price. Remlap's gem for me in the third. Nice. So I'm going to go with uh, Satan Ribbons here. Um, has won two from two this this um this prep one at the distance and comes second at the distance as well from two starts at it um tommy berry likes his horse has been on it for the last win at one um two weeks ago at ramwick um three dollars sixty probably a little bit short but um not too bad for a price for a pretty talented horse so yeah satan ribbons for me in the race three head over to race four the elite sand and soil benchmark 78 at the 1200 meters 
Going for a bit of roughy here. Uh, I, I don't mind El Buena. Just a quick shout there, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Nick Tock. Really like that run last week or the week before. Um, third place behind Fox Fighter and Blazer Trail at um thirty, paying thirty one dollars. So yeah, um, good track. Hopefully, if it gets to that on the weekend, um, should should benefit. But uh, it doesn't mind the soft track either. Can get it done um occasionally as well. It's got good good form that we've talked about. Week in, week out. Um, but yeah, nineteen dollars and four dollars eighty. I think it's a it's a nice each way play with a bit of a roughy for race four. You sure it's just not the name? You sure you're not going off the name? Yeah. Perfect bit chat. Mate. Perfect chat. Oh jeez. Oh well well you you mentioned El Buena. I also have something in my notes here to shout it out. Um been scratched multiple times leading into this one, so clearly Waller Thinks he's best suited here. Handles the soft, however, drawn real ride and will most likely get back in the running. So he'll have to work really hard to get over the top of them. That's why I'm just leaning towards a different horse here in the form of Rangers. Um, I know four wins from 25 starts doesn't read great, but look further and you'll find that there's 18 placings from those 25 starts. Never, ever far away in the running. And last three starts before a spell was beaten by less than a length. So he's crying out for a win. I reckon Barry will give him a peach steer here in with the $7.50 and $2.50 to place price tag. Definitely going to have to take him on each way here to get it done in the fourth. Really? We move on to race five, 1,200 metres. Going to have to go straight to the point in this one again. Going to stick with Selby Rose. Hasn't done me wrong this prep yet. Just running super consistently for Chris Waller. Has drawn the widest, yes, but uh, definitely has the speed to overcome it. Just needs to jump clean and get over to match the front pack and can definitely run away with it in the straight. Happy to have her at $4. Selby Rose will be my tip in the fifth. Very nice. I have to agree. Selby Rose looks to be the best one in this race and is always thereabouts in the last couple of starts, always in the placings. Uh, J-Mac on board as well. Looking very nice, um, $3.90, probably a bit short. Would have liked to get it at the $4.60 when it opened up, but, yes, um, it's always going to win this one. So, yeah, that's my tip. We're heading to race six, the benchmark 72, 1,400-meter. Bit of a harder race to pick here with the favorite paying $5.50. Um, Traverse is one that we've I followed throughout the past. Um, fifth place a couple of weeks ago. Didn't look too impressive. Um Savvy Legend is another one. Um, always thereabouts. Pretty consistent last prep until the last the last one before the spell. Um, but I'm going to go with Bowery Breeze here. Um, hopefully, who, I'm going a bit different because it's saying it's going to be soft track. It might be a good track. Who knows what happens? It could be a little bit of a sprinkle. Who knows? Um, but Bowery Breeze had a pretty good run even on a good track um, two weeks back. Over at um, Rose Hill on the thirteen hundred meters, and it, it looked it looked good in the last hundred. Ran through the line pretty well, so I think the extra hundred meters should help here. And um, paying eleven dollars and three dollars fifty, I reckon. Trust the process, Barry Breeze. Barrier might be a bit of an issue, but um, gets a good run. Should um, should get out the back of the of the field and then run run through them all. Yeah, lovely. Um, you mentioned with Traves the fifth didn't look. Great on paper, but I mean, I think he ran through the line quite well, and the sectionals confirmed it when I went and had a look at them. Had the best sectionals of the race, especially those late ones. So I think that extra 100 metres plus the extra fitness from that run 
will be really good for him. So, like you said, the favourites paying $5.50. Traves is at $6 and $2.25 to place. He's the second favourite. So, it's very, very open midway here, as they always tend to be. But, uh, yeah, Toby Berry on board. Going to have to be with Travest here each way on him in the sixth for Cashy's tip. Um, move on. Race seven, the 1,000 metres Warra Sprint. And i tell you what, Nico, these horses only know one way to race, and that's to go fast. Almost impossible to map this one, as they just all are going to try and challenge to get the open lead going around that bend. And if one of them do get a very clean lead, I can definitely see them going all the way with it. Uh, Malkovich certainly the best horse in the field and is deserving of a favourite tag. However, that price just can't be with him. So I'm going to have to go looking for some value. And I think I found it in 11.11. If you remember, Nico, last summer you were all over this bloke like white on rice. And for good reason. Just a consistent horse that always puts in an honest effort. Was, was playing first up, I will admit that. And the drop back in trip seems interesting move but just has some super stats at the 1,000 metre mark, being three from four, as well as being undefeated at Kembla Grange track with proven red ground form. I think that spells a bounce back run for him. Plus, heard rumours, heard a couple of rumblings that he's headed back to the Magic Millions Carnival this year after he won there last year. And, um, oh, well, technically this year he's headed there next year. Um, going to try and go back to back after a massive showing and of course this year's Magic Moves Carnival and it's $7.50 and $2.30 to place here reckon it's a great price to have on each way on a horse that definitely has a big summer ahead of him yeah 100% um, I think I have to agree um, can't hop off my boy 11.11 after I backed him pretty much every run he was in for a couple of months um, but yeah Malkovich Dollar ninety five and J Mac loves loves to run in these short distance races on the favourite. He usually gets it done, but for that price, I, I wouldn't even put it in a multi because it can end so so badly. But eleven eleven paying seven dollars fifty and two dollars twenty five for a place is a pretty good each way play. Um, that's it for me in the seventh. We skip the eighth and we come back to it a bit later. Cash, you want to give us the ninth? Yes, we move into the ninth here at the uh, sixteen hundred meter mark. Um... Going to have to be with Steely here. Lost the Golden Cup oh so narrowly. And that was a race that had the country star Art Cadeau in it. If you remember, just about half the country was on Art Cadeau. And I'll be honest, I was as well. It was a bit of a low job. And when Art Cadeau came out and lost, it was heartbreaking. But um, just the fact that it was able to beat Art Cadeau home has, is great form in my mind. Um, also has some great form at both the distance and the track. Plus can handle the sting out of the ground. Um, especially if the uh, weather tips into the heavy range throughout the day. So at, uh, another one at $7.50 here and $2.60 a place, another value each way play for Cashy. I'm normally on the favourites, Nick. You're normally the value man, but uh, I'm thinking there's plenty of value to be had in this card and this one definitely sticks out to me as one of the better values. So I think maybe having it in a place multi, if you're going for a value place multi, would be good for Steely. But uh, yeah, Steely in race nine is Cashy's tip. Very nice. I'm going to go for Kingshear here. Second place, last start, um, just at the end of September, won by, um, sorry, got beaten just by, by a nose, um, but yeah, had a trial and it didn't look too nice, but it was on a heavy track and it's, it's probably better on the, on the harder surface, so yeah, King Shear from Barrier 4 with, uh, Jason Collette on board at $6 and $2.25, seems pretty good for the, for the ninth. Uh, we head into the last, the poly track 
race 10, benchmark 78 at the 1,400 metres. Um, Favourites, Blesk at $3.50 and also Dynamic Impact at $3.50. I'd love to see how many um, Favourites J-Max on this weekend. I swear he's on every single favourite. He always is. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna keep it short here. I'm going with Oxford Tycoon. One last start. I think I think we hopped off it at that stage, to be honest. Or it might have been a midweek race, and we just didn't get onto it. Um, but yeah, thirteen fifty meters and one. And I went back and watched the race and hit the line pretty well. So yeah, the extra fifty meters should just benefit it here again. And at five dollars for the win, I think is a pretty good play with um, Kim War, the trainer on board, Oxford Tycoon. Yeah, fair enough. Just went in back and had a count. I'm pretty sure he's on five or six favourites, J-Mac. And I'm pretty sure the other four are like Tyler Schiller, who's an apprentice. So weird uh, distribution of the favourite jockeys there. But um, yeah, like you mentioned, Oxford Tycoon, definite uh, good chance there. And I believe, yeah, we missed it. Um, and we paid the price. But after I just mentioned that I'm going searching for value all day, I'm going to eat my words here because I just can't go past the favourite Blesk. I think he's running absolutely superbly. Lovely ride from uh, Kerry McAvoy. Saw him win two back on the uh, Kensington track. Then went to Rose Hill and was just excellent behind eventual winner Zuzhak. Closing off with uh, Purpose to run a nice second place. I think he comes here and runs over the top of them to finish the day. $3.50, nice little price to uh, build the bank at the end of the day. Maybe it's the get-out stakes. Maybe you put a little bit more on if you're chasing your losses. I don't know. Maybe it is the more you bet, the more you win, Nico. Maybe I'm turning to your side as we uh, come to the end of the season. But, uh, yeah, I reckon Blesk is a pretty good favourite to have in the last. With Tommy Berry on board, John O'Shea combination. Going to be a good run, I reckon. So that concludes the Kembla Grange rundown and the final rundown for the season of the Quaddy Potty. Now, let's head into the great tip-off. Nico, before we begin, let me ask you something. Do you reckon you're any good at fantasy sports? You bet I am, mate. Well, with Draft Stars, you can get off the bench and into the game. Play for fun or play for cash as you compete against other sports fans across Australia for huge prize pools, with some even going upwards of $10,000. That sounds like free money to me. Well, it's not exactly free money, my friend, but if you fancy yourself a bit of a fiend for anything fantasy sports related, whether it's horse racing, AFL, NRL, cricket, NBA, or whatever sport of your choosing, you can head to draftstars.com.au and start playing now. The details are in the show notes or in our Instagram bio. Click the link, sign up today. Tell them the mock voice sent you and start winning big on Draft Stars. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving into the tip-off now. And gee, what a tip-off it's been, Nick, but this just seems to be my crowning moment. Mitchell Cashmore, officially the punter of the spring after taking out the tip-off. What do you have to say about it? Yeah, look, it is what it is. If the challenge was off, betting off odds might be a little bit different. Um, Yeah. Try not to pack the favourite every time. Hey, I, I, I have no shame. I lobbed, I lobbed that $2.50 favourite and lost in running last week. to. Uh, would love to see how many favourites you backed in this tip-off. Would it be 75%? You reckon? You reckon it'd be around 75%? I reckon it would. I reckon it'd be up there, 75% of it. And um, well, obviously it pays off, but um, at the end of the day, I reckon we should run a tipping tipping comp for um, 
based off the odds because if you back a $21 winner, it's better than backing the favorite nature strip paying $1.60. It's a bit more, bit more skill in it. But, um, yeah, look, it is what it is. Um, so it comes down out. We punters, if you don't know, we had a competition where we got um, everyone as an entry fee and the winner was walking away with how much money was it? $810 was the Eight hundred and ten, and um, one of our mates is up there at the top, and he's he's pretty close up there with um another bloke that we don't know too well. But he's um, whips and tips. He's another tipping page out there. One hundred percent. So it's a, it's a tight tight battle for them too in the end. Um, but yeah, hopefully our boy can get over the line and, and take us out for a night and have a couple of beers. That's what that's what I want. Yeah, but um, yeah, let's let's himself. head into this tip off. Right, I'm gonna go straight to the point here. Yep. I'm going with it with a horse that I that I backed here that um I backed a couple of couple of months months ago, maybe a month or two ago. Yeah. With this with this jockey on board that absolutely butchered the ride. A tissue. Oh. Yeah, I um, remember. That was Leslie, but it was just just left it too late. So um, that uh, given given the benefit of the doubt, it was okay. But um, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a bit firmer ground, and I reckon he'll adjust a bit better here. Um, if it's a bit softer, a tissue doesn't mind a little bit of a turn of foot. But um, yeah, even though it was listed as a soft for that fourth place, it was um, it was definitely definitely a heavy track. But um. Yeah, a tissue for me in the last of the tip off at six dollars fifty and two dollars thirty for a place. Yeah, fair enough. I'm gonna have to uh, be on Aramao. Um, but like I said before, I get into Aramao. Um, this race is probably the value race of the day. So open in my opinion. I'd respect each way betting on the likes of Rich Hips, Nudge, Yamazaki. Like you said, a tissue. I am Superman. Um, even even reloaded at thirty one dollars screams overs to me. So I think even with the highway and the midway being on this card, I think the gong is probably the value race of the day. Would not be shocked if a ruffy gets up here. But like I said, gonna have to be with Aramayo. Um, was gonna be riding Aramayo in the uh, Cranbourne Cup last week, but uh, got scratched. Thought it was better suited here. Um, the form reads really well throughout the spring. Was beaten really narrowly by Private Eye in the Epsom, um, which is of course a Group One race. Uh, then also has form behind Zaki, and Zaki form speaks for itself. Then um, of course went to the Cantala Stakes, was only three lengths behind the finish, uh, behind Ice Bath and your boy Superstorm. So at eight dollars to win and two dollars eighty to place, definitely happy to take that on in a race like I said that's just open and value as all hell. So yeah, Aramara for me to finish off the tip off. Um so as we move in to the around the grounds, what have you found around the country, Nick? Um we've got a couple. Um we'll start off over at Ballarat race six, Savannah Cloud. It's one of my black bookers paying seven dollars fifty in the benchmark seventy eight. 
A-grade sheds over there. Um, like, look at this horse in my black book for a reason. Three second place last prep looked pretty impressive. Um, should be able to adjust nicer here. Um, another one, Miss Hipster up at Sunshine Coast, race six, um, $6. I think I black booked after its last win before its prep. Um, went into in for a spell, so yeah, looked really nice. And um, yeah, $6, it looks like a, a pretty good play. Um, also heading over to Ascot. I'm pretty sure it's race three. Let me just get it up. Um, yeah, we got a we got a request to look at Ascot by one of the one of the people. Um, yes, we love that. We love the uh, the followers. Um, we love them getting around the dams and giving us good feedback and telling them what we want to what they want to hear. We're happy to provide that. Uh, I think it's it's one of the there's a maiden race in there. I don't really like going for maiden races. I don't know where it is. I've missed it. Uh, you go first, Gashi. You can come back to me. Um, I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, I'm going to go down to Ballarat first. I've got a few here, actually. Um, start the day, races one and two. Going to be looking at Frankie Pino and Star Midfielder at $3.50 and $7, respectively. These horses are one that my brother has been riding for a while. Shout out to William Cashmore. And he's urged me to have a look at them. And uh, I will admit, going back and watching their last few starts, they've certainly impressed me. So I'm going to have to take a stab at them. In the Ballarat Cup itself... Have a black in the form of Vanna Girl going around $23 to win and $6.50 to place. So I'll have to back her as, uh, you know, the saying goes, always back your black book. You never want to miss out on it and then get up at huge odds like that. We'll definitely do it tough to win, but with her best sort of run, I think she could definitely surprise you and get in the placings and maybe even a shock upset win. So I'd definitely be having $5 on Vanna Girl there. Um, head up to Sunshine Coast and we have a Gollum trained black Soil Bloodstock Horse. If you don't know who they are, they're the ones with the tuxedo silks. I've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast before. I just back many, many of those horses because they just produce absolute winners. Um, Going to go with the move in race seven. He's, uh, of course, trained by Gollum, bred by the Black Soil Bloodstock Company, and I've been on him multiple times. I believe I was on him a couple of times early on in the podcast. He's come back. He's had a bit of a uh, rest. I think the uh, $9.50, uh, sorry, I think, sorry, $5, not $9.50, the $5 mark for this horse is great for a horse that can just motor. I think he's going for like four in a row here, so I'll definitely be having a bet on the move. And uh, Nico, so have you found that Perth bet? have. It's race two, um, and I've gone for number six, a bit of a maiden race here. Um, and it's but this horse has had a win before. It won pretty nicely. Went back and watched it. Won at the fourteen dollar mark, um, and had three trials before. It came second place by um little little lengths. So yeah, two dollars sixty for rev it up. Number six in race two over at Ascot. That is that is my last for around the ground. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, like we said, the the follower I believe his name was Marco. Um, came and said, hey. Want to see some tips over in Perth for Railway Stakes Day? So I've gone and had a look. Um, Nick's found the uh, the maiden race there. I've gone with race six. You've got the Spruker at six dollars. First up, after absolutely toweling his way through the field, fields our uh, last prep going five straight. And despite this being his biggest test yet by far, I'll suggest that he'll definitely put in a positive run and happy to have him at each way uh, in the WA Guineas. Gonna have to go against Pikey, leaning more towards it's a Ray Day. For the Simon Miller camp, looks to be strong of the boys in this one and should get an absolute gun run from the inside barrier at $3.80. Uh, 
And then in the railway stakes itself, gonna have to go with Western Empire. I know the uh, the odds are quite short, but it's I hope it's just gonna be too good. And Pike, you should probably get this one done. It's also the last leg of a futures multi I have running, so hopefully, hopefully Pikey gets this done, and it's not one of those ones where Pikey butchers because it seems as he either butchers them or he gives them a peach run. There's no in between. Um, but yeah, other than that, I can't really say much else. Haven't really found anything else around the grounds. But uh, yeah, we move on to the final quaddy of the season. Looking back at our quaddy stats, jeez, two from 14. Hopefully we do better in autumn. But to be fair, I think about 11 of those 14 that we didn't hit were off by one leg. So I think so, they, all pay, they all paid pretty well as well. Like they weren't low-priced ones. They were, um, they were heavy-priced um, the yeah, horse was they were losing. It was yeah. either a really big race or it was just an absolute roughy getting up. Oh, for sure. Like, and the two we did win, I think, uh, one paid about four hundred and eighty, and the other paid about five hundred and fifty. So yeah, can't complain with that. But like you said, like I, I, I think the first three weeks, the one leg that went down, it was a genuine like thirty dollar horse that got up, and it was just heartbreaking to see. I think the first week we had. <laughs> that we were going into the last leg and it was the tissue race it was the tissue race and soldier love gets up at like $43 like that was heartbreaking I thought we were going to start off with a massive bang to the season getting our first quaddy and then it was just downhill from there but uh we managed to snag a couple along the way and let's see if we can go out with a bang here so at Kembla Grange the quaddy race 7 we've got 11-11 Malkovich and Pandemic and then in race eight, we've got Aramea, Rich Hips, Count de Rupee, and a tissue. And Nick, who have we got in the last couple races? Race nine, we've got Steely, Lacane, King Sheeran, Zushak. And then race 10, we've got Blesk, Dynamic Impact, Oxford Tycoon, and Zagallo. 50 bucks gets you 19.5%. I reckon uh, we actually get more because we we've gone skinny in the first leg there. A hundred, um, sorry, not hundred dollars. Fifty dollars should be getting you twenty-six percent punters. So even better if we hit this one, we'll certainly be going out with a bang, a nice chunky dividend of hopefully a quality that pays over a grand. So you wouldn't be uh turning your nose up at that that sort of payout. But yeah, percent. But uh, other than that, Nick. What do we have to say about punters with uh, 15 episodes strong? They've definitely, like you said, blown us away this season. So we got to we got to thank them in some way. What have you got to say to them? Yeah, it's just honestly like it's it's actually a bit of a joke how much um support we've got. Uh, it's I definitely didn't think we were going to get to what we were. Like we said, it was a bit of a piss taken doing it for our mates that were asking for our tips. So we're like, oh, we'll just make a podcast. Might be a bit bit more fun than typing it out every day and then yeah now we're getting consistent 200 viewers on some some podcasts most of them now we i think we hit all our um goals for the for the podcast yeah, 200 200 viewers um plus per per episode is not what we expected so yeah big thanks to everyone for giving a listen um hopefully we're giving you guys some some good content and some good tips just a just a little bit of to help people learn more because um we're not we're not too good we're just average blokes having a punt so yeah yeah for the common yeah, men big, big thanks to everyone yeah a hundred percent like you said we I think we set a goal at the start was from the fifteen episodes get five hundred streams and I think we passed that after about 
six episodes and I think we've tripled it. By the time that the stats come in for this last episode, hopefully we're we're getting upwards of the 1,800 to the uh, 2,000 mark and that's just absolutely blown us away. Like Nick said, started as a bit of a joke just to do it for our mates, have the junior teach them a little bit more about horse racing. Cause like I said, we're content for the common punter, content for the common man. We just want to be able to have a bit of banter, talk a bit of shit about horses because it's just do it for a bit of fun, something to do. And like I said, Nick, just been blown away because people have actually jumped on board. And uh, we're on what could be a uh, long and fun journey over the next year. Like we said, we're one year in. Who knows where this could go? Like, I mean, in a year's time, hopefully, we're coming back for a two-year anniversary and we're saying we're getting upwards of 500 an episode. Who who knows? I'll just manifest that out in the universe, but who knows where we'll go, Nick. But, um, yeah, so I want to thank you personally for uh, being my co-host for this season and co-host throughout this journey and throughout this year. It's been a hell of a fun time. And, again, thank the punters out there that have jumped on board and listened to us. And don't you fret, we will definitely be back in the autumn and throughout the winter, like I mentioned. And who knows, a couple of bonus fun things could be popping up throughout the summer. You'll just have to wait and see. But uh, one thing's for sure, going to be a big, big year for the mocks. See you, lad. See you, lads. Crone's getting a split. Maisie in front of the hunter.